You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Coltimedici. Follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Sandra Coltimedici, the podcast and lifestyle Instagram at Sweet Bites with Sandra, and for upcoming course announcements, follow College of Style on Instagram as well. Join Sandra's Facebook groups, Sweet Bites with Sandra, and icons of online movement today. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Mama, who's listening to you? <laughs> That's my daughter, Julia. She's always asking me, Mommy, who are you talking to? I'd love to hear from you because you are the one listening to my podcast. And I want to know what you think about Sweet Bites with Sandra. You can write a review and comment on the podcast at the link that I put in the show notes or simply type it in www.sandracoltamedici.com forward slash podcast review. By leaving a review, you could win early access to College of Style before enrollment opens this May and a one-on-one coaching call with me. So learn more by visiting the link. And I'd love also if you could share my podcast with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 11 of Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Coltimedici, and I'm so excited that you're here. And I know I say it every time, but I really am because this journey is long, it is windy, and I'm so glad you're on it with me. So if you have a friend or family member that could benefit from some of the inspiring interviews that I have on this podcast, or even some of the business tips, please let them know send them a message and say, this is it. You got to tune in. And I would so appreciate it. Um, also, I want your feedback. What what would you like to hear on the podcast? I know that I talk about social listening. I talked about a lot of, you know, polling and things of that, of that nature in the podcast before about really listening to what people want to know, people want to learn about, people want to hear, and I'm doing the same with you. So I want to know what do you want to hear on the podcast? What business tips would you like from different um, advisors? Who would you like to you know, hear on the podcast? Who would you like me to interview? Please make sure to send me a, a note on email. You can send it to info at sandracoltimedici.com. I really want to hear from you. So I look forward to all of your feedback, your comments and suggestions. Now let's get into what this episode is all about. I I call it script the bite because I'm an author, a writer, um, among other things. And, you know, it is always important to have a point of view. And I was talking with one of my guests recently, Chelsea Trail, and she called me a good storyteller. So I feel like when you're communicating with your audience, great storytelling is always at the heart of it. So I wanted to give you some of the things that I think are really great and important parts of storytelling. So let's get to it. Here are five keys that you can incorporate into your storytelling technique. Number one, use a personal topic. It's always easier to talk about something that you know. So use something that is personal that just flows easily and authentically out of you. Number two, don't be afraid to pause. 
just like that. <laughs> Don't be afraid to pause. It is okay to take a moment to let what you're saying resonate and sink in with the audience that is listening. Number three, have a purpose. Don't try to go all around the topic. Just go straight to the heart of the matter. And number four, begin with an action. When you're telling a story, it's always good to be descriptive. And with an action, you can always talk about what happened. What was it? What was that thing that was it an umbrella that opened? Was it a door that shut? Was it an accident in a car? Was it, you know, there's so many things that you can start with that are descriptive so that the person listening has to envision exactly what it is that you're talking about. And number five, you need to end confidently with a resolution or some sort of takeaway for your audience. You want them to have a, you know, a solid finale. You want want it to feel finished when you're done with your story. You could obviously have a call to action that lets them know what to do next, which makes it feel like it's not finished, but it is finished when you're done telling a story. And then you take a moment to say, okay, now here's what I'd like you to do. Maybe you're doing a, a TEDx conference and you're you're speaking for 15 minutes and at the end you're saying you know how you'd like for the audience to just take away blah 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 xyz point and here's what you can do about it that's a great way to end your story so those are five ways that you can increase your storytelling techniques and i hope that you implement them right away have you been to my shop lately I have been in the lab and creating new items just for you. Take a look at the decor, the brand new eye collection, and spanking new done for you templates for social media. Yes, <laughs> I told you, I am giving you my A game in 2021. Check it out and buy yourself a little something to reward yourself for making a commitment to yourself to rock 2021 like no other. Just visit www.sandracoltimadc.com forward slash shop today. So let's take a call from one of our listeners. For this episode, I wanted to actually read you a question instead of having a call in. I wanted to read you one of the questions that I got via email and it comes from Josh. He wanted to ask, what do I do when I'm in a webinar and I am so focused on doing the webinar that I can't really focus on the chat and the comment section. So here's my tip and advice for you. If you want to focus on just one aspect of your webinar, which is presenting, doing the presentation aspect of your webinar, then that is great. If you know that you're not trying to multitask, I would advise to have someone in your chat. So you invite them into the webinar. So you introduce them on your webinar and say, I have my staff member, um, you know, Jeff, and he is going to be monitoring the comments because I want to make sure that I get all the information out to you. And so if you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comment section and he will either answer them or we will get back to you after the webinar has concluded with a response that is personal and unique to your question and scenario. So it's okay if you know that you can't do both things or you don't want to. If you want to introduce a staff member to take care of that, just make sure that you let them know that, you know, I have somebody who's also managing the comment section because it might just go too fast for me to get to every single comment so that everybody knows that you are taking care of their needs as you're also giving the best presentation that you possibly can.
If you have a question that you would like answered on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast, feel free to call 401-216-5059, leave a voicemail, and you too could be featured on the podcast. Welcome to Sweet Bites with Sandra. I'm so glad you're back with us. And I wanted to introduce you to my friend. Um, her name is Dr. Emmy Vida Estacio. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, Sandra. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yes, me as well. So let me just start with um, your background is so just amazing. And I actually came across you on LinkedIn. Um, so if you are ever, um, you know, trying to expand your network, I am living proof that it is possible because I literally connected with you on LinkedIn and asked you a few questions about book publishing, which we are going to get into a little bit later, but you have a doctorate in psychology. You're on a few different boards of directors that have to do with psychology, and you are also a number one bestselling author yourself. So can you talk about what it is that inspired you to kind of just help other people? Well, I, I did make that massive shift because as you've said, uh, my background is in psychology. I've been in academia for more than 20 years, teaching psychology, writing books about psychology, doing research in psychology. But at some point, it felt as if academia is quite um, limited that I'm talking to the same people. Of course, it's wonderful to be engaging with students and shaping the field um, as we've done, you know, while, while I was in while, while I was uh, in academia, but it felt as if it's limited in that I'm only reaching fellow academics or other uh, students who might want to go into academia, mm -hmm. and so I've decided to write my own book, self-published books. Mm -hmm. And although I was traditionally published writing textbooks and research papers and so on, I felt that there's so much potential in psychology. We know so much about human behavior and experience that it can be applied to help others who might be uh, stuck in a rut or feeling so much fear and anxiety. We know how we can manage these uh, emotions. And with my background in psychology, I've decided, look, if I want to reach the masses, self-publishing is the way to go because with traditional publishing, it takes us years before mm -hmm. we can get the book out. Whereas with self-publishing, I have full control over the content. I have control over my time frame, the pricing, the marketing. And the thing is, when I upload my book on Amazon as a self-published author, it usually just takes me a matter of hours. Um, and then it goes live. So in terms of the time frame, I really just want to reach out and extend my, uh, you know, my reach to the masses. And so that's when I started writing my, my self-published books, got to number one bestseller that way because I, I did learn how Amazon works. It's, it's really quite simple if, if you know how it works. And, and from there, I rinse, repeat, did it three times, <laughs> always, every time I got to number one bestseller and people started asking me, how did you do it? You know, how did you write a book, publish it and launch it to number one bestseller? So people started asking me the same questions and I figured, okay, let's, let's create a course, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, let, let's create a course. And then I got some students taking the course and they got the same results every single one of my students got the number one bestseller on Amazon. And, and that's, that's essentially what I'm doing now. I'm helping more online entrepreneurs, coaches, visionaries. A lot of my students are 
um, they have this burning desire to help mm -hmm. others as well through their expertise or whether they have a life experience that they want to share with the world through their books. Mm -hmm. They come to me, we get the book done, publish it, launch it, just make sure that they are reaching the people that they want to reach. Right. And that's a surefire way to get to number one when you know your audience and you have that intention to serve. Yeah. Well, I think one of them is um, imposter syndrome. Um, and the other is um, change your life for good or some. You'll, you'll yes, have to correct me. Correct. <laughs> and, and fear is not my enemy. So change yeah. your life for good is my first book. Uh, essentially, because I, I, I did have to go through some difficulties as well. And I, I figured that I could use the strat well, I could share the strategies that I used because of my background in psychology, but mm -hmm. also have my personal um, touch because I also applied um, those strategies uh, myself. So I, I wrote about that in my first book, Change Your Life for Good. Imposter Syndrome Remedy, again, this is something that I struggled with um, in my professional career, feeling as if I'm not good enough at what I do, mm -hmm. feeling, feeling as if I'm just fooling everyone into believing that I know what I'm doing, when in fact, I actually am <laughs> good at what I do and that I got to the position where I am. Uh, you know, I, I earned my PhD. I, I got all of these research grants. I, I became a lecturer. And sometimes I ask myself, why do they trust me? Why are they giving me all these responsibilities? And at the back of my mind, I was thinking maybe they're just being polite. <laughs> maybe they're just maybe they're just being nice to me. But that's where the imposter syndrome is coming from. Me mm -hmm. um, thinking that I'm not good enough, and, and that sort of yeah fueled so much anxiety, so much uh, hiding behind the mask putting on uh, this facade that I, I, I am an expert when deep inside I was questioning, it's like, why are they giving me these responsibilities? I'm nobody. And, you know, um, I, I learned that this, this is a, a characteristic of imposter syndrome. It's affecting my quality of life. It's affecting my interactions with people. And when I realized that I can actually control my mind, that I can control my the perception my perception of myself, mm -hmm. and when I can reframe it, then the job satisfaction comes, the confidence comes, and yeah. and from there, you know, I can just power through and and carry on with with what I want to do with my life and in my career. So, that was the second book. The final book that I wrote was uh, "Fear Is Not My Enemy," mm -hmm. and that sort of goes alongside with me making the leap out of academia. Because for me, academia is all I know. You know, that's my right. comfort zone. There's a lot of fear and anxiety moving into this uncharted territory of me becoming an online entrepreneur and setting up my own business. So for me, when I was writing Fear is Not My Enemy, again, I was drawing upon strategies from applied psychology, mm -hmm. being aware of the thoughts that fuel my fear, the thoughts that, oh, you know, I might, I might fail or people might, people might judge me for abandoning uh, a successful career and, and going on to something that's relatively new. Mm -hmm. The important thing is you need to be aware of the thoughts that you are holding and asking the questions. And, and again, this is something that I talk about in my book. Is it true? Is it logical? Is it constructive? So for example, for me, my thinking was, this is all I know. Um, academia is my comfort zone. I can't do anything else. 
I ask mm -hmm. the question, TLC technique, is it true? Is it logical? Is it constructive? Is it true that this is all you can do? I mean, seriously, <laughs> there's nothing else that you can do apart from teaching within the four walls of the classroom. The second yeah. question is, is it logical? Just because this is what you are doing now, it doesn't mean that you have to be stuck there. It doesn't mean that this is the only thing that you can do. And the final, the final question is, is it constructive? By limiting yourself within your comfort zone, how is that helping you or others around you? How is that uh, helping in your growth and development by limiting yourself within what you feel is safe? So for me, I wrote that book, Fear is Not My Enemy, recognizing that I, I too am human. I experience fear as well. But with my background in psychology, I know that there are strategies that we can use to remedy the, the limiting beliefs that might be holding us back that fuel your fear. And when you have that awareness, you can shift it. Mm -hmm. You can transform your thoughts. Therefore, it will transform your behavior and eventually transform your life. So those are my three books. And even with these three books, I use them with my students, you know, in the self-publishing made simple community. I have so many students who are experts in their own field. Mm -hmm. That's why they want to write a book, but they have these limiting beliefs. Well, let's talk about that. I'm going to interrupt yeah. you. So, so people might not know what you're talking about, but you have this whole self-publishing made simple course um, that also has its own Facebook group. So I joined your Facebook group because I saw you on LinkedIn. I connected with you there. You said, oh, why don't you join my Facebook group? And then you actually sent me this link that was for a specific um I think it was a talk that you were giving about how to go to number one on Amazon. So, um, so number one, you are very giving no matter what. You're not expecting everyone to buy your course. <laughs> number two, um, joining a Facebook group like that was really something that was like eye-opening for myself. I feel like when I joined your group and you were giving prompts about, you know, what are you doing today? What is your, you know, your, your week look like for your goals? All of these different things. So you have a way that you're putting out out, um, calls to action for your, you know, your, your members in your Facebook group, but those are also part of this kind of separate entity, which is your course. So how mm -hmm. did you develop this course? Did you sit down and just write it in a day or, you know, did you take a course of learning how to then make a course? Like, how did you, how did you come up with that? Well, the thing is, uh, like I, I've mentioned earlier, when I published my book, so many people came to me and asked me, how did you do it? And mm -hmm. I was just repeating myself over and over. Then I figured, yeah, maybe I should actually, uh, <laughs> you know, do uh, pr produce a course because mm -hmm. um, that way I could help them in, in a more professional way. Um, in terms of developing the course itself, I, I didn't go out and sell the course immediately. I put it out to my following initially. Um, these are actually people who read my books and many of them are also aspiring authors. So mm -hmm. I had my psychology practice first um, without even the self-publishing made simple group. I didn't have a community. I didn't have the course yet. And I asked them if I put out a course that will teach you how to write and publish a book, would you do it? Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist yet. <laughs> I asked them to pay for okay. something that doesn't exist yet. It's just an idea. And people paid for it. Yes. So um, well, they believed so in you. They did. They did. And I really um, 
I really appreciate that because they've actually seen me do it. You know, they've seen my journey. So they know that I'm not a fraud, that right. when I say that I'm a number one best-selling author and I've been through that process, they've seen it. So that's why they trusted me. And they were the same people who were asking me, how did you do it? So when I, when I told them, look, I'm thinking about this. It doesn't exist yet. Would you pay to mm -hmm. be in the beta program? And people did. I actually had 12 students um, who signed up without anything there yet. It was just an idea. So I developed the program with them. Um, and when, when it was done, it was there. You know, they, they have lifetime access to it because they trusted me. Yeah. That was the first um, stage of that program. You know, it was a, an online self-paced course. Mm -hmm. But eventually, as I learned more about the needs of aspiring authors, having that information, knowing what you need to do wasn't enough. So mm -hmm. just having an online self-paced course wasn't enough. What people really needed was the accountability. They needed the structure. They needed that prompt from someone who knows what, what she's doing and, and knows the process inside out that... You, that I could guide them week on week. This is what you need to focus on this week. Mm -hmm. Just write your book, write a thousand words this week. Next week, we'll do the same. Next week, we'll do the same. And mm -hmm. after four weeks, once you've written enough um, content for your book, then we can start thinking about publishing. But that's the second incarnation, if you like, of, of my course. The mm -hmm. first one was just a, a self-paced online course. The second one is the more interactive, more engaged one. We're in, it's called the Get It Done Challenge. It's a 12-week program where we take one step at a time, week on week. There are specific tasks every week to avoid feeling overwhelmed because writing and publishing a book is a mammoth task. It's a huge project that so many <laughs> authors feel paralyzed that mm -hmm. they see the project and they, they're thinking, oh my goodness, I cannot do this. Yeah. Well, actually you can. You just need to take it a step at a time. I give the information on a Monday, tell them this is what you need to do. Come Friday, we have a group coaching call for accountability, support if they're stuck or anything like that. And then we do that for 12 weeks. And by the end of the 12-week period, they have a published number one best-selling book. And what I love about the Get It Done Challenge is because we are on it for 12 weeks, we have a community, we have a group coaching program. Mm -hmm. People come in and they see that they have the same issues. They have, the, mm -hmm. they have similar challenges. They have similar experiences of writing and self-publishing a book that yeah. we normalize. We normalize the, the difficulties. They ask questions more. They engage more. And they're more motivated to do what they need to do because they're part of a community. So mm -hmm. that's, that's actually what makes me so happy about my, my program now. It's not just a static online program. That's still available, though, for those people who just want to take a course and know mm -hmm. what they need to do and move at their own pace. Right. But from my experience, what I found most successful is the Get It Done Challenge which is a 12-week program because we go through it one step at a time. We have accountability, group coaching, and support. And all of my students, when they launch, everybody launches to number one bestseller. And as you've seen in our self-publishing Made Simple community, we mm -hmm. celebrate and, you know, mm -hmm. we, we just uh, 
we share the joy um, when when people do launch uh, their books to number one on Amazon. Nice. Well, I, I, my book went to number one in the new release category for one hour self-help read. So I was like, ah! <laughs> you know, so, so I know I'm proof that what, what she is talking about does work. Um, I am still working, you know, just to get better and better at some of the techniques that you've been talking about in that group. Um, but I do want to thank you so much for joining us. We are going to have a little bit more um, with Emmy, Dr. Emmy, um, in our Extra Bite segment. So if you are um, hopping off of this podcast and you've not gotten enough, we have so much more. So make sure to jump over to that. Um, and I will put the links in the show notes. So um, thank you so much, Emmy, for um, just blessing us today with some of your knowledge. I feel like there's, there's so much that we could talk like for six or seven or eight hours on this stuff, but I don't want you to give away all of your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff to cover. I know, yes. I know, but thank you so much. to tell for this episode has to do with a music video that I did for an artist. His name is Cello. And it was so much fun because I got to meet a rap icon. His name is Too Short. <laughs> and it was a, a music video for a song called Yummy. And it was um, just me and one other dancer um, that were doing kind of the, the actual choreography. And um, I got to meet a real live beauty queen. I got to meet Zuleika Rivera and and, you know, as a as a youngster, I used to do pageants. Let me I'm no shame in my game. I used to do pageants and my mom used to tell me that we would do pageants for the talent portion. But you know what? It is fun dressing up. So if you are a pageant girl, if you are a pageant queen, uh, I'm more props to you because I love it. And I think that there is definitely something to be learned from that whole process. I was so super excited to meet a, a real life beauty queen. You know, I'm going to put that music video up on my website so you can see the yummy music video. It is a lot of fun. It's, you know, a lot of cute, cheeky kind of movement, but you know, I had so much fun doing it and I hope that you like it. Are you looking for a webinar platform that really has your back? For me, I do a lot of webinars and I do a lot of lecturing and speaking and, and I really feel like I need something that's simple. I don't need something that's complicated. I want something that's able to take my message, distribute it, have a live option, but also be able to automate. For me, Webinar Ninja does the trick and I definitely highly recommend it for you too. So if you're looking for a webinar platform, check out Webinar Ninja on my software solutions page. Just go to www.sandracoltonmedici.com forward slash software dash solutions. As always, there's always a sweet reward on Sweet Bites with Sandra. And as part of my extra bite this week, I wanted to show you some of the best recipes that I have found, which, you know, I, I told you a long time ago in the beginning of these episodes, I am no cook, <laughs> but I have a crock pot. <laughs> so if you're like me and you're kind of like one pot kind of girl, you know, throw everything in there, let it simmer for some hours and call it a day, then this is for you. Make sure that you check out these recipes on my website. You can go to sandracoltonmedici.com forward slash blog. And I have a list of a whole bunch of crock pot recipes that I have linked to because 
there's so many that I couldn't pick. I couldn't just pick one. Um, but I love just tossing things in, letting it simmer. So this is not necessarily a sweet, sweet bite, but it is a bite of goodness. So make sure you check that out on the blog. And as always, in the last two weeks, I've been introducing Spotify playlists. And there's a way for you to get on my Spotify playlist. So if you go to my website, like I said, go to the blog, you will see a post talking about how to get on my Spotify playlist. If you're an indie artist, I want to hear from you. I love pop. I love R&B. I love, you know, listening to some of that music that helps you in your workday. Just keep that beats per minute going so that you feel a little energized. So make sure you check it out. It will be in the show notes also on how you can submit your music to be part of my Spotify playlist. There is one on there for this week as well. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. It is an inaugural week. So I hope that you feel very solidified in this newness that 2021 has brought us. And I want to also let you know that we have a sweet reward that is a $25 gift certificate to Target. <laughs> yes. So I didn't do it for the last couple of weeks, but I have brought it back this week. So if you want to enter to win, make sure that you check it out on the website. It will be there under sandracultimedc.com forward slash podcast. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and you will see all the sweet rewards. There will be one that talks about how to enter to win the $25 gift certificate to Target because new year, new you, I'm sure you've got lots of business stuff to be purchasing and Target has a target.com. So <laughs> get it done, get it done. I hope you have a great week and make sure to just listen to all the podcast episodes if you haven't already because I need your support and I love it when you give me feedback. So make sure to listen, rate, subscribe, and comment and I'll check on the next one. Are you still here? I love doing this. This is, this, I feel like I'm doing one of those things where you're part of that end of the Marvel comics movies <laughs> where you're like, oh, this is an extra scene for those who are still listening. So if you are still here, thank you so much for still listening to the podcast. Um, if you haven't signed up to be on the wait list for College of Style, make sure that you do. Enrollment is going to begin in May. But the beta version of the College of Style website is going to launch in April. So it's really not that far away. And I want you to be part of the founding members. So sign up today, visit the show notes, and you will see how to be on the VIP waitlist for College of Style. And I know that I would love to see you in that room, engaging with other like-minded entrepreneurs online, of course, um, but I would love to see you there and be able to help you and move your business forward in this great new platform. So sign up today and I'll see you inside. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com, including the subject line, be a sponsor.